Before we start today's show, I want to remind all the dirt balls to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Dirty Sports. A lot of you guys don't listen to the plugs at the end, so we're going to start doing it at the beginning. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram if you have either of those at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther and my co-host at Joe Prano on Instagram and at Fix Your Life on Twitter and at DS Interns for Aaron on Twitter. Also, if you leave an iTunes review, tis the season, right guys, to leave those reviews, I will send you two Dirty Sports koozies in the mail. Just hop on iTunes if you haven't done it already, or if you have, grab your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, your sister, your brother, whoever. Grab their phone, leave an iTunes review, and leave that Twitter or Instagram handle, and I will follow you back and send you two koozies courtesy of the Dirty Sports Podcast in the mail. Okay, guys, a fun show today. I think you guys are really going to like it. Time to start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in lovely Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andy. We meet again. I was gone. I was back. We did return of the Prano, return of the no chill. I left again. I have returned again. This is return of the return of the Prano. Am I like your side piece now? What's the deal, man? Like, like you got you got a new squeeze? What's going on? No, just you know, been busy. It's, it's it happens. But I'm here, and I'm here for the foreseeable future, uh, at least two weeks. <laughs> what day is today? Today is Thursday. I meant the date. Today's what? The 12th? The 12th. At least 10 days. I'm here for 10 days. Well, that's good, because then I leave, too. Yeah. We'll talk after the show. Twerks, Shabelli, Christmas break, podcast, no Prano, no Ruther, interns only. Let's go! <laughs> The disrespect to Tug Coker on that one. Tug Coker has a family. He can't be doing stuff around Christmas. I mean, I know he will, and I know he wants to, but he can't. And I like his wife. I've met his wife multiple times, and uh, I won't allow it. Stay at home with your kids, Tug. Now, Aaron. You have Chirin. Also, I saw Tug did another sports podcast. Yeah. Talk about the disrespect. Just out there whoring around. (laughs) He's my official co-host. I deemed him my official co-host. Like we should have an exclusivity. I'm just saying this is like, you know, this is like the Leno Letterman Carson days. Like, remember when? Remember when Letterman was like gearing up to take over for Carson, and like Leno slipped in. Imagine if Leno was just also, or Letterman was also out doing like other talk shows. I'm okay with it because he apparently discussed the Dirtball Fam, so he's giving us love. Now Aaron is here of course today. I'm kidding. Uh, Tug, Tug can do whatever he wants, especially since we give him absolutely nothing for being here, 
except the most minor of internet clout and probably the probably 70% of his wine podcast listeners because <laughs> dirtballs will listen to anything. By the way, shout out. How many dirtballs have started drinking wine because of uh, Tug? Tug's The Long Finish podcast? Got to give some love to dirtballs right now. They were, you talked about they were strong in New Jersey. They were strong in San Diego last night. That's right. Do you, you remember all their names? I do, and I have yeah. it. I have it written down. You headlined Rift City at Amplified L Works in uh, in right by Petco Ballpark in San Diego. Cool little venue in a yeah. basement. Yeah, I said it was like a '90s dorm room. They they used like uh, psychedelic bubble font from <laughs> from the computer. I love how you describe that. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that. But yeah, we had a lot of dirt balls come out, so I'm going to give some shout-outs. Shout-out to Jacob. Shout-out to Ryan's crew. Ryan brought a couple co-workers. Shout-out to him. We have another dirt ball couple. I know. I love it. This is two dirt ball couples in two weeks. Back-to-back weeks. And she got him into the show. That was the claim that I heard. Jillian and Cade, another dirt ball couple, went down the rabbit hole of their Instagram. Looks like they're from Colorado. So I don't know if they met. I love you. that you Instagram stock dirt balls. You're like, let's see what's going on here. Well, you How know, long she... you guys been together? <laughs> How strong is this relationship? <laughs> I, I want to know what's going on, you know, with the people listening to the show. But yeah, she made the claim, I love this, that she got her guy Cade into it over, I believe, and I don't even remember us titling this, an episode, Fuck Kobe Bryant. I feel like every title should be Fuck Kobe Bryant, but yeah. you've you've overruled that numerous times. I, I always think it should be something greater than something else or fuck Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And you're like, how many greater thans can we do? Not enough, if you ask me. And also, shout out to Daniel, who listens to the show, who booked the show. Yeah. He's a comedian himself. His dad got him into the show. Yeah. His dad's a dirtball. Yeah. Got him into the show. We were talking a lot. We were talking Notre Dame football and Niners football. He's a, he's a Notre Dame and a Niners fan because his dad, I, I believe he said, went to Notre Dame or is a big Notre Dame fan. And old enough to have transitioned into a Niners fan because of Joe Montana. Yeah. So the, the Dirtball fan was strong last night in San Diego and uh, great night until I just made an awful decision at the end, and I'm going to take full responsibility for that. Oh, the McDonald's decision? It was a reckless decision, getting McDonald's at 12.30 a.m. Although we did see a woman. I wish we had the full video. I know. I was taking pictures at first because I thought it, it captured it more, and I was like, no, she keeps going in and out. We need the video. She opened her door, but still used her window. Went through her she window. She opened her door, and then still stuck her head through her open window. We like, think, bitch, just get out. We think she was questioning them about the milk, the milkshake machine. She's like, I want to see that fucking sign that says that shit is out of order. She's like, pull that fucking lever. She was like a soccer mom, but she had a Grateful Dead sticker on her yeah. car. Yeah, she was like classic Venice soccer mom. Her kids are named like Casey Jones and Terrapin Station or some shit. <laughs> yeah, my meals yesterday, by the way, Brian, before we hop into everything, my meals were I had a normal breakfast, then I had Lucha Lucha Libre. Yep, Lucha Libre tacos. Amazing. Right? But still. This is dope. I had the surf and turf tacos. That combo with McDonald's. Pow. <laughs> How's your morning shit? Oh, God. And, you know, I have an open vent, basically, so uh, shout out to my neighbor. You get to hear me making loud noises. I haven't even gotten my—I only had one McChicken sandwich at McDonald's last night. I really didn't even want to do that, but I knew I knew I was going to 
I knew I was going to end up beating something if you pulled through. So I got one McChicken. But uh, Moharis twerks over here stopped for my morning coffee because I refuse to buy coffee when they only do small cups and no refills, like at uh, at Egg Slut. Where'd, so where'd, where'd you I get the coffee? Stop at Starbucks. Oh, you stopped at Starbucks? Yeah, I uh, found a Starbucks along the way that was under construction, so I didn't know what was going on. But I just where was it? Uh, right there on Main Street on the way here. Totally under construction, scaffolding and everything, and I just pushed the door and, and it Main opened. Street in Santa Monica. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And I was like, you know what yeah. I think I might have to do is just for situations like this, I might have to get twerks like a like a prepaid Visa card or like a, just a Starbucks gift card and be like, dog, you got $50 on there for when I need coffee. Also, help yourself to coffee. Why don't look, Are you a guys, coffee drinker? Sometimes. I'm very hit or miss with coffee. It's, I so, don't know, so if totally I give, So if I, give you a, if I give you a Starbucks card for emergencies, you won't like blow that shit on fucking Frappuccinos? No, I, I wouldn't. It's, uh, yeah, even today when you said get yourself something, I turned it down. You were like, oh, I'll get a white claw. Exactly. I knew that I knew there was you a white claw. You just got like a little espresso and made yourself a one of those uh a claw espresso? Uh, yeah, claw espresso. Put it in the white claw? Well, see, what my favorite coffee drink uh since I discovered it last year is uh espresso in the bottom of a glass, then uh some ice, some Perrier, and a little twist of lime. Boom. You got like a bubbly espresso iced coffee. I'm not saying it would be delicious with White Claw, but I'm not saying it wouldn't be delicious with White Claw. I'm already intrigued right? about that Perrier suggestion. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that. It's pretty good. Yeah. Can I, real quick though, can I just back up a little bit? Because there was something that Prano said that I really liked, and that was the Shabelli Twerks <laughs> podcast episode. It's never happening. I ever. think ever. <laughs> I love you. It's never happening. Before you shut it down, I just think maybe we should consider what the people want. Do you remember our dear for the? You remember? You remember the sports reporters on ESPN? Yeah, of course. How about the sports reporters? And it's just all four of our interns of all time, just in a boring roundtable conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think we should do that. Torres could be like the Bob Ryan or the Mike Lupica of the thing. Who else was on that? John Saunders. Yeah, they always. It was always like a rotating cast. Yeah. God, that was the most. Bo- I remember as a kid how bored I was, just waiting for Sports Center. It was the worst show yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was like Sunday morning, right? Sunday morning. Yeah, and you're just like try- did- before footballs. They before they did like you know Sunday countdown or whatever the yeah. fuck it was. Yeah, you had to sit there and watch the sports. And I would go like I would. I remember be sitting there and being like, if I had a hammer right now and Mike Lupica was here. And no one knew what happened. I would definitely beat him to death with a hammer. <laughs> like, I fucking hate Lupica. And I've played in a couple uh, artists and writers softball games in the Hamptons with Mike Lupica. And I was correct. Mike Lupica is a douche. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I think we need to correct some things. I brought this up on the drive down to San Diego because you were in Mexico, which Joe informed me was not, he was not working for a cartel member. No, I was not. But you did hang out with somebody who you have referenced on the show. That's right. And you said you wanted to have a piece, or I recommended you have a piece on Dirty Sports to discuss this former athlete who you've talked about, and he's a lovely gentleman. So I met and spoke with Jim McMahon, quarterback of the 85 Bears, while I was in Mexico. And I have done many Jim McMahon 
jokes on this podcast because uh, I forget if it was an HBO sports thing or an NFL. What's the Showtime NFL show? NFL Today, whatever the fucking NFL uh, Showtime show is with Phil Sam. Or maybe and, it was an ESPN show. Yeah, or it was an ESPN. But at some point, somebody did like a CTE former player thing. And they, I mean, I I have a visual, like I, I can see it in my head. Like some, like Jim McMahon's wife, like feeding him pudding in like a wheelchair while like a respirator helped him breathe. Like they made it seem like he was so dire. Are you sure about that? I'm telling you, there is an old docu, you know, not show, but like a piece about Jim McMahon's like struggles post career. He he couldn't he couldn't talk. Now I don't know if this was something that they have. Maybe maybe he's on like CBD or some shit, and this shit has like totally changed his life. But I remember being like, "Yo," and we came in. We talked about it on this show. I came in the next day. I was like, "Yo, Jim McMahon is fucked up." Yeah, and then. Ever since then, he has been my go-to example for CTE. Meanwhile, so I'm in Mexico, walking, talking, no sunglasses on. Good to meet you. How you doing? Jim McMahon, he's back. Showtime. So he's back. Yeah. Hollywood Jim McMahon. You felt a little, let's be honest, did you feel a little guilty? I texted you and I was like, yo, Jim McMahon is like, fine. Yeah. I didn't feel guilty. I was just like, I, I was more, it was more of a medical marvel. I was like, what is this dude on? Did he do the Super Bowl shuffle for you? He did not, no. I mean, he was shuffling a little bit, but I don't think it was the Super Bowl <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> I recently saw him because the Bears honored the 86 team recently. I want to say, I forget which game it was, but it was a primetime game. But again, he was wearing the sunglasses. Yeah, he didn't have sunglasses on. It was It was evening in Mexico. He didn't have sunglasses on. Um, was he in a Bears uniform? Because that would have been odd. No, he was not. Okay. He did have a headband on. He did? No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. He did a headband. You're out at the bar. He's wearing a headband. He is he the OG for the headband? He head- did think I was Mike Ditka, so he's not completely. <laughs> he was like, Coach? Now, if you if we go through the history, like who originated the headbands? Obviously, Walter. <clears throat> like Who was the big first headband guy? Because I feel like they're back now. Baker yeah. Mayfield rocks it. Uh, but ba- but they rock like the they rock like the like Baker Mayfield rocks like the the wide like it's the white version of a do rag. It's like he wants to wear a do rag, but he's white. He doesn't want to get murdered for it, so he wears yeah. like the extender thing. But like the old ass, just thin ass headband, like so much cooler. Who started that? Walter Payton. I mean, Walter Payton obviously had one. Yeah, I, I don't know who the originator is. I'm sure we could go back. But like, if you look at the '80s, we have Walter Payton. Yeah. Jim McMahon, the Boz. Boz, yep. Who was another big headband guy? There, I, I feel like there was plenty of headband dudes back then, but I'd, lo- I'd love to know who started it. That's what I should do. I should grow my hair long enough that I have to wear a headband. Yeah. Everywhere. But, like, for example, Baker Mayfield's hair is not long. <laughs> like, why does Baker Mayfield wear a headband? Like, Minshew, I get it. He's kind of, like, got the floppy thing going on. Yeah. Baker's just kind of a douche. There's new commercials. Have you seen these? No. Well, now, he's he's approaching 500, so now they've, they've upped their campaigns. They launched, or I don't know if it was last week, I saw a new progressive commercial. I will say the commercials, a lot of them are funny, and I think they're well-written. 
and he he does all right in them. Like I think I think Baker actually I'll, I'll say better than all right. I think I think he's good in the commercials. I'll give him credit. I think he's pretty good. In the I just want one where he's he replaces the head coach of his football team as if he was replacing like the light bulbs and you know because he's going around the stadium fixing broken things. How about your head coaching situations? Be like, oh, we've got something wrong in the kitchens. He's like, did you say the kitchen? It's like, no, the kitchens. And he goes in and he changes the smoke detector and he puts Freddie Kitchens into a garbage bag and throws him out. The Browns are going to finish 500. Yeah, I, I think they will because they have it's an easy schedule. Yeah, they, they have an easy schedule down the stretch. There's, it's still been a disappointing season though, for sure. Like a lot of people had them. I know you had them at what nine and seven. Nine and seven. If they win yeah. the last three games, they'll be nine and seven, and you'll have nailed it. What do we call that? You call it Pernostradamus. What do yeah. we call this? Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's it happens so rarely we haven't named it yet. <laughs> it does not happen so rarely. I have been right a few times. The Seahawks won ten games last year. Right on that. A few others. <laughs> they they can't come to mind right now. A few others. Oh, but don't worry, Joe. The season is nearing end. I kept all our preseason predictions. Okay. Nick D'Alessandro, get ready, buddy. You're gonna have to make. A fun video like we did last year of all the things we got right and all the things we got wrong. Yeah. And there's probably a lot. Although the Colts here are sitting at about seven. Are they six and seven? They're six and seven. Yeah. So that one's still up in the air. But we got we got a lot to talk about today. We'll get to NFL later in the show. We'll make our week 15 picks. Before we do that, a lot going on in the baseball world. Lots of signings. Holy shit, man. Garrett Cole. Anthony Rendon, I'm rich, bitch. I mean, the fucking money that's going around is insane. It's wild. I actually would like to see the financials of, like, obviously we've talked a lot about guys who have lived up to their big baseball contracts, guys who haven't. Um, You know, it's, it's. More, it's it's a lot different than the NFL. Obviously, you're not signing. If you're the Yankees, you're not signing Garrett Cole and hoping he wins you one World Series. It's not like, you know, you, you can't show the financials that way as you would in football where obviously, you know, you can max a guy out and you can give him uh, whatever. And if you win a Super Bowl, like, again, that's what the whole thing is about. But in baseball, the long time, I would love to see the financials of, like, Paying somebody over three hundred million dollars, like, does that end up? Do like, do you ever end up recouping that money? Yeah, like in any way. Like, obviously, titles you you can't put a price tag on titles, but like you kind of can, right? You the ticket sales that you sell, going to the playoffs, going to the World Series. Like, I just don't know that any of these contracts that are in the three hundred million dollar range. That the actual they're terrible like, contracts. I'm just gonna say. Investment. I'm just gonna say they're terrible contracts. They're awful. Well, they, there's it, there's no way, there is no way, Garrett Cole, who I mean was amazing this year. It's not taking anything away from him as a player. There's no way he's worth 324 million for nine years. But there's again, just no way. yeah, like the my question is, I don't think that anybody is. But I would love to see the financial breakdown. I would love to see somebody like tear it apart and say like, if he wins X amount of games, if he, like, like I I don't know if it's a, on a war situation, on a 
postseason ticket sale situation, on the value of like what is a World Series? I'd love to like Forbes to tell me like if the Yankees win a World Series, this is how it affects them financially, like going forward. Like how many fans will a team? How many more fans do the Nationals have now that they won a World Series for the next ten years? Like how will it increase their fan? percentage it's a great question like because in in basketball and like in basketball you first of all you can't pay the guys that much like the the biggest contract in the nba like let's say like i feel like lebron james earns his money in, in what he does for the lakers franchise i'm not sure any of these i'm just not sure how many anthony rendon jerseys could they possibly sell it's a great question. It really is. And I don't know how they... It gives me a rock-hard boner that the Mets signed fucking Jacob DeGrom for what they did, by the way. Like, uh, he's now become the steal of the millennium? Yeah. What was he, five years, like 132? He's getting half of the money that Garrett Cole is. Not even half. Yeah. More than half. Like... Like, he's getting, like, 40%. Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball, hands down. There is no argument. No one's arguing it. Garrett Cole's not arguing it. Garrett Cole's mom's not arguing it. Jacob DeGrom's the best pitcher in baseball. He's getting 40% of what Garrett Cole got. I mean. Well, this is what we discussed on the drive yesterday down to San Diego. My thing is always, I always try to put myself in the shoes of anyone signing this contract. And, and I said, when you're a CEO or when you're an investor, a lot of times the you amass that money over time. Right. Right? So it's a little different. If you're in the business world, you're making business transactions and you're making deals, and this $324 million is amassed over years. When you're Garrett Cole, and I, and I put myself in those shoes, if I'm signing a $324 million, I told you my first thought is I'm going to suck. Because where's your motivation? Well, like like I'm saying it's tough. Uh, from a psychological side, it's got to be tough, right, Joe? As a player, you just signed for $324 million. I'm not saying you're going to suck, but my thought process is, Where's my motivation? Well, I think there's a couple things. First of all, there's just there's just absolutely no doubt that you're going to be as a hundred percent as motivated as you have been in the past. You can talk about you know wanting to perform up to your contract and 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 not have you you have the pressure of you know we spent all this money on you you have to perform. Sure, that's going to be there. You're never going to be as motivated as you were when you were flat broke or just like a a middling major league baseball player as opposed to somebody who got, you know, over but, a quarter of a billion dollars. But is that but, true? I guess like, like, do we I mean, know that? I, I just think that there's just no way. Yeah. But you know, Garrett Cole, if he's 95%, what he like as, as like, he's, he's also going to grow every, all these guys grow as a player. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if he's 95% as motivated, he could still be just as good. And, and look, you don't get to be, where these guys are without being hyper competitive, without being sure. like somebody who's psycho about being better at the game of baseball. You're not one of those guys. Yeah. And, you know, you, you look at we, we've talked about the baseball players that have lived up to 
the their contracts. You know, we both said A Rod's uh, Rangers contract and even A Rod's next contract when he re-upped with the Yankees. He's one of the few guys that lived up to his contract. Now he took steroids. We know that at this point. Yeah, but. He did that because he's hyper competitive and he wanted to live up to his contract. So the idea that he was just like, oh, I'm a quarter of a billionaire now. I'm good. A-Rod doesn't come off as this guy who's like, you know, he was never painted as this like gritty, like must win at all costs guy. But he obviously was because twice he got a ton of money and twice he did stuff just to be competitive. And again... It was cheating, right? We know, or it was cheating at one point. I I forget the timeline of it all with fucking piece of shit Bud Selig and like being like, well, technically it's not illegal. It's just illegal. It's just a crime, but it's not illegal to do in our league. But he was competitive enough that he did. So like a lot of these guys are so competitive that they're just like, it's really not about the money. But there's just no way that you're a hundred percent motivated when you've got no worries in life. That's what I'm saying. Ever again. We're his family uh, forever. His bloodline is now. His bloodline will never have to worry about finances for the rest of his life. Like that's a that's a that's what I'm saying. Nobody talks about that. I don't know why nobody talks about just the psychological effect of knowing. Even Anthony Rendon. I mean, seven years, two hundred and forty-five million to the Angels. Think about it, the Angels, two hundred forty-five million to Rendon. Mike Trout got over four hundred. Correct. Yeah. So you have two guys on Anaheim who are over $600 million guaranteed. That's wild. Yeah, I and I saw a, a, a pretty solid tweet. I, I wish I could tell you who. I'm Unlike Tug, I don't write down the Twitter handles of the people whose great tweets I see. But uh, I saw a fantastic tweet. It was like, Trout, Rendon, Otani, go back to back to back, and the Astros lead 11-4 in the fourth. Like, yeah, they got they got two fucking killer, but like, and it, obviously they're making moves to improve, and they've got Madden, and I, I like, I'm already starting to sniff around the fucking Angels bandwagon, but they've got a lot of work to do, and just going Trout, Rendon, it's like, man, it's pretty solid 2-3 in your lineup. But I wonder if baseball ever go to a salary cap. Because they've gone this long without a salary cap. All the other major leagues have them. We've still seen successful small market teams in baseball. Maybe not winning World Series as frequently, but we've seen it, right? We've seen right. Oakland and Moneyball, and we've seen how successful it can be. I just wonder if that'll ever happen because you know the players don't want that because of these just exuberant contracts. Yeah. The agents don't want it. The Major League Baseball Union, which is the most powerful union of all the sports, I'd argue, doesn't want it. Yeah. But I wonder, does this hurt the competitive nature of baseball? Yeah. It always has. And it always will. I mean, look at look across like every sport in history – like. Across the world, I, I mean, I don't know what the salary situations are in places like you know the fucking Premier League and in in, in soccer. Or I think they're pretty lucrative as well. Right, right, but it is not a coincidence that the New York Yankees have by far the most World Championships in a sport 
that doesn't have a salary cap. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. This is through multiple owners. Steinbrenner's got, ton, you know, how the Steinbrenner family's got how many championships? Six? Seven? Something like that? Five? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say six. They have 27 total. This is the number one market in the world. Yeah. They have the most championships because they can draw the most people because they just have a ton of people. And, and the Yankees split their market with the team. And the Mets are have, you know, two World Series because, spoiler, they have shithead owners. Like, that's, you know, as a Mets fan and every Mets fan out there, if you if you go to Mets Twitter, which is a hilarious place, by the way, if, if you want to dig into some, some mental illness, look around Mets Twitter. But everybody is just counting on the Mets being a fucking dynasty as soon as they have a, this owner takes over that is going to spend money. And by the way, it's not that crazy. The idea that an owner is going to come in who is the single richest person involved in owning a major league baseball team in the biggest market in the country, it isn't crazy to say they're going to be a, a, a perennial contender because they have the money to spend. This would be my thing, though. I know we've talked about it when it comes to all the money. If you can pay these guys that much, you don't have to charge. Like, it, it, it's kind of counterintuitive what I'm going to say. If you have that money, you can also, in a way, stop charging so much for families to go to the games. I know you would say, well, that's helping pay for these guys. Yeah, of course it is. Which, obviously, it does. But, like... Well, we've talked about it before. I think the the financial issue in baseball is I think that there's a... I think there's sort of a market rate for these things where people go, okay, it's 2019, beers at baseball games should cost $12. Yeah. And you go like, okay, and you go to Miller Park and you go to Wrigley and you go to Yankee Stadium and you go to LA and it's all about on par. Whereas there should be a little bit more market awareness and a little bit more people saying like, okay. But if we wanted to 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 sell... Joe Prano, the most f- beer in dollars at a baseball game. Is it two at $12 each? Because that's what I'm at. Like, at this point, I'm a drink before I get there, drink after I leave, two to three beers at a baseball game kind of guy. You're not pushing me toward $50 in beers yeah. at a baseball game. Conversely, if they were selling beers at $5... They might be selling me $50. I might be like, well, they're $5. I may as well drink 10 Yeah. You know? It, it's finding that number. If beers were $6 at a baseball game, am I having eight beers? Probably. I probably am. But at $12, I'm having two because I'm like, four ain't getting me drunk. So why am I spending $48 to not get drunk? Yeah. And I think this could be applied to any sport event, right? Yeah. That math on... What it costs to get a beer, what it costs to get a hot dog. But if you want to go to games cheaply, Joe, what app would you use to get those tickets for a great bargain price at a great deal? SeatGeek. Of course. SeatGeek, the official ticket app sponsor of the Dirty Sports Podcast. If you guys haven't used SeatGeek, I don't know what you're waiting on. 
SeatGeek has over 50,000 five-star reviews, and they pull together millions of tickets from all over the web and then rate them on a scale of 1 to 10, and they will show you exactly your view of your seat before you even get there with their interactive map. SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code here at Dirty Sports. So download the SeatGeek app today and use our promo code, which is DIRTY. It's D-I-R-T-Y. There it is. D-I-R-T-Y. For $10 off on your first purchase, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. And as always, I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, guys. If you send me a screenshot of using promo code DIRTY, I will send you two koozies in the mail. I haven't been to the post office, the crazy post office here in Venice Beach, in about a week. I need to get that itch in. I hate it. It's a love-hate thing. You need to get that itch in. <laughs> you know, I got that itch. You know what I'm saying. You got an itch to go to the post office. Not really, but I like to Maybe see- go to the DMV, just like... <laughs> Relax a little. It's a love-hate thing. I hate yeah. it, but I always see crazy people. I know. I see you're wearing your Lakers socks, your LeBron socks. I am. And we were just talking about SeatGeek. Are we going to use SeatGeek for $10 off Lakers? Are we going to go see our boy? Of course. I mean, I've brought your, you're now fully in the the, the LeBron pool. I, I love how you – Joe takes – it was like last last night, although last night – we got to talk about last night. Yeah. You were you were like a happy father. I did. I was, and I was even talking to Daniel, who ran the show about. It. We were watching you. You were like, uh, it, he described it as like being like an AA. Like I was your sponsor that got you off Kobe, and got you off Michael Jordan. Well, explain and, the situation. And, and now you you have your little. He was like he even said he even suggested that we make dirty sports chips like you get for a year or two years sober, and that we can give to people that we get off. You know, Michael Jordan addictions, Kobe addictions, 90s basketball addictions. And we give it to, maybe it's got LeBron James face on one side and DS on the other side. Maybe one day, like he reportedly, supposedly got off cocaine, we could get Sam Tripoli off of 90s basketball slurping, Michael Jordan slurping, get, get him a sober chip. Because you were running basically an AA meeting. There's a bu- you had a bunch of dirt balls sitting around in a circle. In chairs, drinking coffee, chain smoking cigarettes, and you were talking to them about how Kobe was overrated. And I was just looking on like your sponsor, like, "Hey, if you need help, uh, I'm around the corner. Call well, me." Well, here's what happened. I said, "Let's all get a picture, and I'll post this when I have it." I said, "Let's all get a picture of the Dirtball Fam on the stage after the show," and we had everybody up there. And yeah, I don't know how it started. I was telling the Dirtballs how I'm so nerdy now. With going into deep dives on stats, I've said this before on the show. I love going into these worlds because I'm a loser and I don't have a social life on the weekends. Anyway, one of uh, one of the dirt balls, one of Ryan's—I forget his name—Ryan's coworker. We were talking about Kobe, and I said Kobe's overrated. And his other coworker, Christine, I believe that was her name, was like, "Yeah, he is." And I'm like, "Oh, cool, you know this too." And then his coworker was like overrated and then that's when that's when joe it's almost like you tipped your cap to me like have at it andy yeah and you got so excited you're a little nervous you're like i have, I have a phone with statistics <laughs> where, where do i start a pr <laughs> def- defensive efficiency plus minus i was like it's all right take a deep breath yeah you you have you have the truth behind you you can always remember that the truth is on your side that's important 
I like this idea though. That was Daniel's idea. That's a good yeah. idea. Of like, like a sober chip. Like two years since I came to see the light that Kobe Bryant is overrated. I can't wait to give LeBron a, James is better than Michael Jordan. I can't wait to give you a sober chip on uh, Russell Wilson to finally admit that he's top five quarterback one of these days. Well, I don't know if I'm ready for the top five quarterback thing, but look, there. My my Russell Wilson thing is I I feel like I've been just an honest Russell Wilson evaluator all these years, and I the, uh, there's no reason for me not to like Russell. I don't. I mean, forget the G, like the Jesus stuff is unlikable, and the fact that he looks like a Berenstein Bear. But I have never been an anti Russell Wilson guy. I've just wanted Russell Wilson looked at with 2020 vision, and I have said that Russell Wilson has. I have been saying since the beginning of the season that Russell Wilson has adapted his game. I mean, we're talking about week two, week three, when the statistics and the facts were there that he was getting out the ball earlier. And spoiler, Russell Wilson's a MVP. I mean, he's not going to win the MVP, no. but he was. He's he, was he's in the, he was in the MVP talk for a minute. And yeah. more importantly than the MVP talk, the Seahawks are playing better than they have at any point, really, since the Legion of Boom. He's still getting sacked a lot. But he still holds the ball too long, but he's bet he's getting better at it. You know who holds the ball the longest I saw? Take a guess. Uh, Deshaun Watson. No. Your guy. Who's my guy? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I can see that, too. I, I saw a stat that said... Quarterbacks who've held the ball again. I, I I'm not like Tug. I should have written down. Quarterbacks who've held the ball for three seconds or longer the most. Like he won in a landslide. Yeah, yeah. And and I that's it's. I think that is a late career Aaron Rodgers issue because it's sort of the the flip side of some of these younger guys, the Russell Wilsons, the Deshaun Watsons, who think, oh, I'll be able to get out. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is now to the point where, like, and this is sort of part of the conversation of him and McCarthy, who has the power. Like, it's almost like he thinks he can do more on every play. Yeah. And, and sometimes you just need to trust, like, there's a reason the West Coast offense has been the go-to offense in football since Joe Montana and Bill Walsh. Like, get guys open, deliver them the ball, stay in the pocket, deliver. Like, this Aaron Rodgers, like, oh, I can extend plays, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're not Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to extend plays and then throw the ball 40 yards downfield anymore. I love Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he still can, though. I, I, I love Aaron Rodgers, and I still believe Aaron Rodgers is the current best quarterback in the NFL. But I think that you need to— Oh, come to, on. What? Who's who's the best quarterback in the NFL? It's Patrick Mahomes. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I don't even think it's close. Wow. I think Patrick Mahomes is that good. I like. I don't think it's close. A healthy Patrick Mahomes than everyone else. Especially after just watching year two. Obviously, he got injured, but I, I, I watching those games, God, he's good, man. You've also, again, look, we do a lot of different quarterback talk on this. First things first for me, you know, Tug asked me a while ago after. Isn't that like, a show on ESPN2? First things first. Or one of the networks. Um, first things first. Up before noon. When I when I'm evalu <laughs> when I'm evaluating a quarterback, it's brain first. I want to know that when it gets more difficult coming into facing tougher competition in the playoffs and stuff. Again, getting up and being able to change plays at the line, being able to recognize different defenses, being able to do all that. Like Patrick Holmes is no doubt 
the physically most gifted quarterback playing right now, especially given his age, mobility, arm strength, all that. But I need Patrick Mahomes to, in a way, almost prove to me that he is going to take Andy Reid's style to the next level and be able to come to the line and say, okay, you called this. I think he's doing that more this year, though. Okay. For sure. And... I'm not, I mean, obviously, look. And I, we'll see. I, I get your point. You obviously can't compare years of experience just in general, in anything in life, right? At any job, right, Joe? It's like comparing a guy who's been doing stand-up comedy for two years versus a guy who's been doing it for 20. But the years of experience thing. Um, I think it helps a lot, especially for. For sure. But, again, you look at some of the greats, you know, Rodgers, Brady, the Mannings, uh, um, Andrew Luck, some of these guys came out of college with the ability to think about offenses on the next level. Peyton Manning came into the league and was like, this is the way it is. Sure, did he improve with experience? Of course he did. But right now, Patrick Mahomes' physical gifts are taking him somewhere. I don't know that he's not. Look, so far they haven't had to. He hasn't had to do a whole lot to just win games. But let's not forget that last year with – I think a significantly more talented team, they lost to the fucking Patriots at home in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it was also his first year in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I I mean I'm saying we're setting the bar. We got to remember, especially in football, I think of all sports, like the experience factor. It was his first playoffs ever. I understand. And that's why I'm just saying, before I'm going to hand Aaron Rodgers' Rogers torch to him, okay, fair enough. I want to see him go deep in the playoffs year after year. I'm not saying he has to win the Super Bowl. I need to see him beat some teams that he maybe is, maybe their team is less talented than. Well, it'll happen this year. I mean, as far as he'll have that opportunity, because they might finish with the second or third yeah. best record. Right. So he's going to have to face a better team, On probably, the in the playoffs. Yeah. Can we talk college football, coaches' salaries? If you if you insist, I think we should, because they just released. I, it's always weird when they do this. Like this time of year, they release the highest paid college football coaches, and I have it here on the screen. Dabo Sweeney is the highest paid coach at nine point three one five million. Hey man, take thirty percent of that money and buy a fucking real name. <laughs> You'll still have $6 million, and your name won't be Dabo. So, real quick, the top 10. Dabo, then Nick Saban. He bumped Nick Saban. Saban is 8.8. Harbaugh, 7.5. Jimbo Fisher, 7.5. Kirby Smart. I don't have to read off all the numbers. No, but it it does get funny at some point, right? It does get funny. Jeff Brom is making $6 million to coach fucking Purdue? Yeah. This is what I want to talk about, which I find wild. I have a new crazy Andy Ruther hot take slash troll take. What I'm fascinated by in these college coaches when they release this stuff is the buyout. Yeah. So if you look at this list, and it's just uh, sports.usatoday.com forward slash. Why am I giving this a full? Are you reading links? This is a full link. Anyway, I'll post the link on social media. Lowercase u equals sign z forward slash page (laughs) 16 forward slash. But what's fascinating to me, Brano, is the buyouts. Yeah. Now, Dabo's I get. 
50 million. He's earned it. This is a crazy buyout right here. The biggest current college coach buyout is Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. His buyout is over 60 million. So it poses this question. We talk but, but now are are those buyouts based on like how long their contract is? Like basically that's how much they would have left or or is that just like a number they negotiate themselves? That's like a number they negotiate, I'm pretty sure. So if Jimbo Fisher gets fired from Texas A and M, they're still on the hook for sixty million dollars. Yeah. So this is my Andy Ruther crazy take. Who doesn't want sixty million dollars? To do no work. We talk about tanking in sports. What if you as a coach purposely tanked to get fired and then they're on the hook for $60 million? This is like, this is a movie. That's what this, I'm saying. This, this is like the, That's what I'm saying. This is like the Zach Morris movie about like killing his roommate so he gets a 4.0 or something like that. Remember that fucking movie? <laughs> like, like, yeah, if you're if your roommate dies during fucking school, you get a 4.0. But that's the first thing I thought of when I look at some of these buyouts. And the team finds out about it, but they refuse to lose. Yeah, like, dude, $60 million? My, Okay, my point is this on Jimbo Fisher. Like, Texas A&M is like a quality program. They probably had four or five losses this year. I don't, I don't know what they had. Dead man on campus, I just saw on, yeah. on YouTube. Shout, shout out to Benangi. Wow, quick on that comment. I'm going to have to, you don't think I've ever watched that. I, I think I've maybe seen parts of it on cable or something like that. Wasn't it Mark Paul Gosler and yeah. like fucking Matthew Lillard or something like that? I think so. But back to the Texas A&M. Jimbo Fisher would probably get fired if he had back to back like six and seven seasons, right? My argument is this whole episode is about you getting a bunch of money and never performing again. Well, as I adjust myself, you're like, you're like, man, if I was Garrett Cole, I'd just start throwing baseballs into the fucking stands, <laughs> retire from baseball, have $324 million. You just, uh, you're just like a man without pride. No, I look, here's all I know. I just think money changes people. You're just like, so what? The whole state of Texas puts, you know, scarecrows of you in their lawn. You lynching fucking, you know, uh, fake Andy Ruthers on their front lawn. But like, dog, I got $60 million. $60 million to get fired. How, can you look that up, Aaron? How many? Can you look up? Actually, do this. Look up Jimbo's, Jimbo Fisher's tenure at Texas A&M year by year, his record. Because obviously he had a lot of success at Florida State. He won a title, but then they also removed him. So it's like, I know there was a lot of stuff going on there, as we know. All How long has Jimbo Fisher been at Texas A&M? That's what? Like four years? I bet I bet he's coached three years there. So that's why I'm wondering how these buyouts work. Is that just like $75 million worth worth like the years that he's... So Fisher... He's only been at A and M since 2017. Yeah, so this was his third year. Yeah. What are his records? He has been in 2018. So did he get like a 10-year, 75 million dollar deal, and now like yeah. 21 and bonuses have been paid? That so is that where the buyout comes from? Probably something like that. Okay. So we have it's only given me 18 and 19, but 2018 he was nine and four, and then this year they're seven and five overall. I'm just saying like. 
He's not that far off from getting fired. If he has a, <laughs> I'm just saying, Jimbo. If you're listening to the show, you went seven and five this year. You have a couple. Go bad, three and nine next year and get the fuck out of there with your sixty million, bro. Sixty million. In the words of Randy Moss, straight cash, homie. You know what? I love this idea of just tanking, tanking for money. All these guys. Well, let's just call it dead man on campus. No one even remembered the title of that one. Jimbo Fisher is dead man on campus. Yeah. But here's an alarming. Mark Paul Gossler can play Jimbo Fisher in this movie. You know what? He probably could. Here's an alarming coach who's making way too little money. Our guy, Ed Orgeron at LSU. He's the 30th highest paid coach. He makes the same amount of money. This is true because you've got it up there as Lovey Smith makes to coach Illinois. Or as Chad Morris makes to coach Arkansas. That's wild. He makes $4 million. And by the way, that was after bonuses. Yeah. They made the SEC title. Obviously, they won it. I saw. I think he got an additional. So there's been no love for Coach O. And that's disappointing. I'm sure Coach O is happy with $4 million a year. I feel like he's a humble guy. He doesn't need much. I feel like Coach O probably lives in a house similar to what we saw in Waterboy, where Bobby Boucher lives with his mother. But I got a surprise for us today, guys. I have contacted Coach O, because this was just released today. Coach O said he would share his thoughts on his salary on the Dirty Sports Podcast. We have an exclusive. Coach O is on the phone. Coach O, you've been waiting patiently. We're discussing college football coaches' salaries. Are you there? Andy Ruth and Joe Brano and the Torts and with the Wolves in. It's great to be back on the show. I got to say, I love when Togoga fills in, but I got to wonder why Togoga hates the South. Why y'all ain't never get me on the phone when Togoga in the house? Togoga, a Southern name. I know three Togogas live in my town. Yet Togoga won't call me on the phone whenever you're on the podcast. Drinking all that hoida that wine. Come down here sometime and have some boon swarms like the rest of the Coca family. Now, Coach, are you a little offended? I am not, Andy Ruth. I know you're going to ask. I've been listening to the phone. I've been on hold. Twerks got me on the hold. I listen to the phone call. Listen to the whole show with I on the phone call. You talking about, Andy, let me tell you something. I don't know how to spend $4 million. I don't know. I called Dr. Pepper Bottling Company the other day, and I said, how much for a lifetime supply, Dr. Pepper? And they said, coach, for you, we'll give you a, a whole, like, all the Dr. Pepper you could drink for the rest of your life for $200,000. What am I going to do with the rest of that $4 million? I don't know how much a percentage of $4,200,000 is, but I know it ain't all of it. So you'd have three, what am I doing with this money? You'd have $3.8 left, coach. That's right. I have invested in a crocodile farm, in a gator farm. What? That's right. I want to get me some, uh, you know, we all talk about uh, whenever I come on the show, we play in the Florida. We have to get, I got to rent these gators. Fuck it. I'm raising them myself. I own, <laughs> own. Don't I listen to Warren Buffett. He said that you got to own your property. So I'm a, I own a property where I'm raising gators. Two, three years from now, we'll be able to wrestle them all we want. No fees. Now, the gators, will they be as... Will they be Andy, here's the thing about my salary. They give it to me every year. 
I don't know how to spend one four million dollars, let alone a four. They're gonna give me another four million next year. What am I gonna do with all this money? Have you thought about investing? In I have thought about uh, transferring it all into coins and putting it in a vault and swimming through it like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I. The thing is, I talked to my bank and I said, if I wanted a large vault full of my money with a diving board attached to it. Could it be possible? And they said, Coach O, we know you love the DuckTales and the Scrooge McDuckins, but you can't swim through coins. They ain't as liquid as they seem in the cartoons. I said, what? You telling me I can't come up out of my coin water and spit coins all over the place? Like I spit out water when I swam in a swamp as a kid? And they said, no, you were choked to death on coins. And I said, what am I going to do with this money? Is there a way to liquefy my coins to make it so that I could swim through them? And they said we could do some sort of mixture of water and coins to make it a little more soluble for you to swim through. And I said, let's do that then. A lot of people have saltwater pools. I got, I'm going to have a silver saltwater pool. It's going to be silver coins and saltwater. And I'm going to like Scrooge McDuck. I love it, Coach. Coach, before I let they you They told go. me it's going to cost me $4 million just to make the vault like pool. And I said, good news. I get that every year. They give it to me in a chicken account. Before I let you go, Coach. I got one question for you before I go any further. If I sign up for that current, will they give me my $4 million a couple days early? Because, boy, do I, I could use that vault getting made right now. Oh, yeah. That's right, Coach. You could enter to win. Up to five hundred more dollars. If you go to current.com. Don't need it. Current.com. Give it to somebody else. No? I mean, I'm just saying if you if I win the five hundred now I just got five hundred more dollars of coins put in my yeah. my Scrooge McVault. Well, are you familiar how are you familiar how uh the internet works, coach? No. Well if you went to current.com forward slash dirty sports. Do I have to buy the internet because I got some money to spend? <laughs> you can't buy the internet, coach. Coach O. It's always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. Andy Ruther, if you want to come on down to the bayou anytime after the season over and help me spend this $4 million, you come on down now, you hear? Get tourists down here. We buy white claws, red claws, black claws, bra all the claws you want. You can wear claws on your hand like you Wolverine. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Ed Orgeron, LSU Tigers. I love that idea. By the way, I've always... Wanted to have a DuckTales, Scrooge McDuck swimming through money as well. Yeah. Right? It, I mean, seems like a solid plan if you can, if you can afford it. Yeah. Give the man some more money, though. Although, it seems like he doesn't need it. I was going to say, although he really does make a good point. You, you need a drink over there, Prano? I, oh, no, I'm, I'm I feel okay. Like, I feel like every time Coach O comes on the show, he, he just he dries you My out a little. My heart stops beating? Yeah. Here's what Coach O should do. If I die doing Coach O, this, we better get a bump. Yeah, I agree. That would not be good. When I was hearing Coach O on the phone, I was laughing because I was thinking that Coach O should take that money, he's got a lot of it, and he should start taking singing lessons on musician, which I have been doing. What, really? This, this is the best part. This is the best part. Coach O... The thought of I him, feel like Coach O currently would sound just like modern day Bob Dylan. You and that's I mean? the thing. The thought of Coach Forever Young. Forever Young. 
So we have we have this new <laughs> So we have this new partner, guys, this new great app called Musician, where you can learn how to pay, play a musical instrument, but you can also learn how to sing. I'm not joking. And and you told me yesterday on the car ride down to San Diego that you have been taking singing lessons on Musician. I've been taking singing lessons on Musician. So you can put in what songs you want or you can peruse the catalog and it's addictive. You know, this this app is similar to something like Guitar Hero, but you're actually learning instruments. You're actually learning singing. And I was a little embarrassed because I started singing. It was like 12 o'clock the other night and I couldn't stop checking out different genres. Like I was doing some Nirvana. Then I was doing some Backstreet Boys. Then I was doing uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I will tell you this: I have learned from musician. I am an awful singer. I think you need to find something in your range, Andy. Yeah. You know? So what they do is they rate you on a scale, and then you can do practice. So it depends on the song. One song I had it was out of a total of twenty-eight points. I could never get above eight. <laughs> so like my scale, musician has taught me is absolutely terrible. But dirtballs, if you're wanting to learn an instrument or simply wanna want some help getting, you know, want to get some help on playing an instrument playing an instrument go to musician because right now you get an extended 14 day free trial on their premium package at musician.com forward slash dirty that's y-o-u-s-i-c-i-a-n.com forward slash dirty that's unlimited lessons and unlimited songs on as many instruments as you want for two whole weeks so that, so i have that right now where i can Attempt to sing songs. I see Aaron over there laughing at me for as long as I want. Once again, just go to musician.com forward slash dirty to start your free trial today. I'd love to see you guys to submit some videos. Maybe I'll submit some of mine, how bad I am. That's Y-O-U-S-I-C-I-A-N.com forward slash dirty. We should pick like a single song and... Uh... And see and like have a contest. See see which dirtball can like get the highest score. Oh, that'd be kind of fun, right? And what I know you like karaoke. Is that why you're laughing? No, I was more so laughing at just the uh, the thought of you genuinely trying to sing good. Oh my god, it's and, so bad. But it's, at the same time, though, it's it's like I, I was laughing because it's also so wholesome because everyone's yeah. done it. You yeah, know? everyone's tried their you just hardest. Picture Andy sitting Indian style on the corner of his couch with his socks up, being like, "Scar tissue that I wish you saw." <laughs> yeah, like everybody has like that one song they feel like, "Oh, I could fucking sing." And this that song. was the thing. And I was doing. I thought I could, the one I actually did do best at was Red Hot Chili Peppers, "Friends." <laughs> but I'm paranoid because Joe was right. I was sitting on my couch, and you know these are thin walls, and I'm thinking, "Is that guy think? What's the neighbor thinking?" Why does this guy keep singing the same song over and over again? And they sing along with you, and they have the beat. And it's not actual Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. It's some other guy. But I'm pretty bad. I thought I'd be good at Backstreet Boys, my way. Uh, I'm awful. It's embarrassing. I'm not really sure why you thought you'd be good. I don't know. I don't know why either. I, I feel like you'd be all right, Moharis. I don't know. Uh I mean, don't get me wrong. I love to sing when I can. I do love karaoke. And uh, in seventh grade, I fucked up and put myself in choir because I did not choose an elective. So I do have some singing experience, but uh, I don't know. I don't think I'd be good either. I'll try it out, see what score I get. Yeah, you should try it out. It'd be pretty funny. I like this idea, though, of, of dirt balls 
trying to submit the best stuff they can do. Yeah, I'm all about it. We haven't even discussed this. We are an hour into the episode. I cannot believe this. How have we not discussed the Patriots cheating scandal? Um, I mean, like, to be f- a little bit fair to us as a show, um, when the, when sp- I feel like if we had a podcast when Spygate happened, uh, it would have been the top story of the day. Uh, we're now on the 14th Patriots cheating scandal. Like, at some point... It's wild. At some point, it's got to be, like... It's like bringing, like, how do we not talk about An- Antonio Cromartie's newest kid? <laughs> like, it's like, at, at some point, you got to get tired. The Patriots are now... They've gone full circle. They're now cheating in their original cheating way. They're like, now they're just videotaping shit again. And... The Patriots fans out there. I mean, the people. Stop. Just stop. It's unbelievable. Just stop. It's like, who even gives a shit? First of all, they've already admitted they did something wrong. They've already admitted it. They admitted it. They admitted it. They pleaded guilty. But, like, you have to be embarrassed at this point. It's like, how do you get caught doing this? This is like, this is like if OJ murdered his new wife. Like, dude. What are you doing? No more murdering your wives. Yeah. No more filming things. Yeah. On other team sidelines. No more video cameras on other team sides. And there's so many bullshit holes in this story and the excuses. Well, they're they're coming back to an excuse they used earlier. So so this is all I'm gonna say. Like objectively speaking, and Joe knows this. I'm Johnny. Oh, I love the Patriots. How they run their organization. I love the system. I do. I've myself watched stuff about them. And I've talked about it from NFL Network's done a bunch of stuff. I'm a fan of how Kraft runs it and Belichick and the whole system. But they also take liberties and they cheat. Yeah. There's there's just no denying that, guys. This isn't me. I'm a guy from Cincinnati, Ohio. I, I, I don't come from a bias of like I'm anti-Patriots. They were never a rival of a team I followed, ever. So <laughs> this was the... This was the uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a tug nug style. This is the one I saw from uh, John Breach, NFL writer for CBS Sports. He posted this uh, a couple days ago during Spygate investigation. NFL found the Patriots had excuses ready in case an advanced scout got caught filming another team. One of those excuses: tell them you need the footage for a team show. And this is from the this is from the report. Tell them you're filming the quarterbacks or the kickers or footage for a team show. So the the this re- is from that said to wear credentials that said Patriots TV or Kraft Productions. So the recycling the, the videos same excuses. Are, were per, the videographers were provided with excuses for what to tell NFL security if they asked what they were doing. Tell them you're filming the quarterbacks or kickers for a team show. Also, let's talk about some other thing that we that we talked about in the car at San Diego yesterday. Who is watching? Productions about Patriot Scouts. It's a great point. I am the, I am a huge Giants fan. I'm a huge Mets fan. I don't go to any of my team's homepages and watch their in-house production. Like, they're just, no one's, this isn't a thing. The idea, okay, here's the thing. This team show, do your job or whatever, this entire thing is a cover. 
for them filming at stadiums across the country. Who is watching this? Yeah, and, and, and that's my point. That's a, that's there a is no way that having multiple videographers and producers and story It doesn't food, add up. At, there's no way they make that money back selling advertising on videos on their homepage for shows about their team let's and their think, organization. But they just don't. But let's think about it's that. It's all a scam. But let's think about that. This isn't even a show about Tom Brady, about Bill Belichick. This isn't about anybody else. They are claiming, but because because uh, Andy, because here's the thing: if it was that that production would have no purpose to be at a stadium that that team is not playing at. Exactly. So they're claiming. Just think about this: even if you're a Patriots fan, how can you rationalize this? They're claiming they're doing a documentary on the scouting department of the New England Patriots. No one cares about that. Nobody. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. This is where I'm just. This is Wag the Dog. Do you remember the De Niro fucking Dustin yeah. Hoffman movie where they created a movie just to, like it's a, the whole thing's a scam. It they they should have called it. They're like we're doing a Patriots production called On Two where we preview the team that we're going to. You, know, you always hear Belichick say On to Buffalo, On to Cincinnati. This show is called On Two where we go to the stadium of the team we're playing next week and film their sidelines for On to Cincinnati. What? Are you kidding me? If you're a Patriots fan and you believe that a production about your advanced scouts exists, you should murder yourself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Look, yeah. Look, guys. There's 100% something going on here. And also, if you were doing a production about an advanced scout, why are you filming the Bengal sidelines for eight minutes? That's what I was about to say. Did your Is your scout running over there? So this doesn't make any sense. You're doing a production on the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sorry, you're doing a production on the scouts, but yet you're filming the Cincinnati Bengals sideline. Uh, the Bengals are 0-12. Why do we need to cheat against the Bengals? Because the Bengals might be good next year. The Bengals might be good three years from now. Bill Belichick is not playing checkers. Bill Belichick is playing Bill Belichess. Yeah. Okay? This dude is scouting you for when you do get good. Also, Bill Belichick and the Patriots had to put in pr press credentials fucking requests before the season. They didn't know the Bengals were going to be 0-12. 1-12. Whatever the fuck yeah. they are. They, who knows if the Bengals were going to be the wild card team. Did anybody see fucking half the teams being as good? Did anybody think the 49ers were going to be the best team in football? Well, you, you, go, you go, hey, we want credentials for every team we're about to play next. The whole thing Everyone. is so ridiculous, and it's not just the Bengals. They're clearly still doing this to everybody. So th not even on top, actually on top of what Joe's saying, the argument is, guys, it's not about the Bengals being 1-12. It's about the Bengals caught them. Yeah, because but the Bengals are like, there's literally no one here. Who's that guy? Yeah. If it was a full stadium, no one would have noticed, but no one's at the Bengals game. It just doesn't – I mean, the game was in Cleveland, but it just doesn't – guys, where there's smoke, there's fire. I, I want to read a quote. And again, they fessed up to it. Guys, If I don't know if people have actually followed this story. What happened was the Bengals team security approached – 
the Patriots and people who are filming and kept them there. They were trying to say, well, here, just take the tapes. Act like this didn't happen. That's basically what happened. This whole situation is shady. I want to read a quote from Bill Belichick, which is basically admitting guilt. On phone with the Cincinnati media on Tuesday, and direct quote from Bill Belichick, he said, we're competitive and we'll try to be competitive in every area. But we don't knowingly, intentionally want to do anything that's across the line. That, that last part is my favorite. But we don't knowingly, intentionally want to do anything that's across the line. Guys, that is a confession if there is ever one. He's saying, oh, we didn't know, even though it's 100% illegal and that's already written. Yeah. He, he's playing the... It's all a fucking... Like, dude, we're talking about Spygate. All over again. We're talking about the same thing. Don't get caught doing the thing you already did. At the very least. Find new ways to cheat. You fucking taping... Like, it, like people were freaking out when the Astros got caught. Can you imagine if the Astros opening day, you heard banging coming from their dugout again? Like that, this is the equivalent of that. There's a pattern here. The NFL's not, but by the way, the NFL is not again, this whole, again, this, this bullshit narrative that the NFL and Roger Goodell are out to get the Patriots. It's just not true. You, you think, you think he wants to penalize the keen essential NFL team that's won six Super Bowls? Since 2000, Tom Brady, people call the GOAT. Bill Belichick, people call the GOAT. You think he wants to penalize them? You think you think Roger Goodell, and he clearly doesn't. These punishments have been a joke. They've oh, been a- you're going to lose picks that are at the end of every round because we because you won the Super Bowl? I don't care if you're a Patriots. And it's honestly, it's, it's pathetic. Like, I actually... When I deal with fans and trolls and stands, when I deal with the guys who like just refuse to admit that Melo is terrible, the people that like oh, over the Cobra, the, I have gone to a new place with Patriots fans. You're a sad, dumb, brainwashed moron if you're believing the excuses. You're a flat earther. It, you're not even. You're not denying the truth. You're not denying the truth. You have you have the inability to understand. Facts. No, I, I I put it on the flat earther level, Joe. I, I think it's it's the fan being a homer, which is flat earther. No, right? I, flat, I, I, flat I, truly, I truly believe that. I truly believe if, the, you know, the Patriots say, we were doing this for a production. We were doing this because who doesn't want to watch a documentary series about scouts? What sounds fucking, doesn't that sound so interesting? If you believe that, you have a low IQ. You have a low IQ. You don't have the ability to see through bullshit. They straight up confessed. They admitted. There's been an admission. They admitted they, the guilt. They pled guilty. I I just don't know what anybody else wants. There is so much history here. 
What what else do you want? They're not filming there's a documentary about their scouts. Let's say they are. Okay, let's 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 play let's play fucking let's play devil's advocate. They're, they're filming a show about scouts cuz who doesn't want to watch that? Right? <laughs> Patriots fans, they love it so much. They want to go home. They want to crack open a fucking Sam Adams. They want to sit down. No Patriots game on Tuesday. Need some Patriots content. What am I going to watch? I want to watch the ongoing docu-series, Do Your Job, about different people doing their jobs for the Patriots. This week, it's the scout that's working in Cincinnati. Last week, the Do Your Job about the hot dog vendors was fucking brilliant. Why the hot dog vendors were in Seattle selling hot dogs to Patriots games, I don't know, (laughs) but I know that they were. Okay, but I love it. Give me all the content. The guy who's selling fucking parking. I want. What's his life about? What's his day to day? But wait a second. Does he get a ring? Why are they? Why covering- are there eight minutes of footage from the Bengal sidelines in this documentary? Yeah. I mean, the Irishman was four hours long. There was no shots where it was just eight minutes of ongoing guys standing around. It just doesn't add up. Nothing like like this. You know what this is? This is Jeffrey Epstein. Nothing adds. There is Kill, killed himself. Nothing to see here. There is no, zero evidence. OJ says he's looking for the people who murdered yeah. his wife. There's zero. Believe him. He's out there looking. Zero evidence that Jeffrey Epstein actually killed himself. Just like there's zero evidence here that the Patriots are filming a documentary about their scouts. What in the hell are we even talking about? The New England Patriots are basically Jeffrey Epstein at this point. Like, that conspiracy. You want a title for the show? The New England Patriots equals Jeffrey Epstein cover-up. I mean, it's just it's it's just unbelievable. And honestly, the Patriots, the, the one brilliant part of Belichick and the Patriots is they're like, if you never stop cheating, the story about you cheating loses its value. Which is, we, we totally proved that. We're an hour into the show, and we're like, all right, well, Chase, Patriots are still cheating. How often? It, it, it's it, like it's Donald Trump. It's watered down. Right? Yeah. You know how, like, that's what we always say. Like, uh, if we never stop cheating, people can't talk about us cheating all the time. It, it's like there's an impeachment going on, and I feel like nobody gives a shit for the most part. Yeah. Because since Donald Trump, it's the same situation. Since he came into office... All that people from one side of the aisle have done is just complained, complained, complained about every little thing. Literally, the hashtag impeach Trump has been going on since he was inaugurated. So I don't even know because I haven't followed it closely enough because I just got sick of it. And and it it is the New England Patriots because like Joe said, we're an hour into the show. We've already discussed this shit at length. Twerks, I know, if there's one thing I know about Patriots fans and their dickheadedness and their stupid their stupidity, it's that they're everywhere all the time. Is anybody chiming in in the Patriots defense campaign? Uh, surprisingly, no. A lot of people are saying they're definitely cheaters. The only... Well, we know they're definitely cheaters. Yeah, they've been the caught only, cheating multiple times. I think the only Patriots defender we really have is, uh, is, is Smith, but uh, he's currently nowhere to be found. Probably because the evidence is too overwhelming. <laughs> but uh, wait, Smith is a Patriots defender. He is a defender. Yes, he is. I would love to know if uh, if if well, Smith, who is a reporter. But what do we mean by Patriots defender? Because I'm a huge Patriots guy. Like as far as 
I think a, a defender of they are not doing anything wrong and they're not cheating. Right. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if Smith, who I know is a producer, editor, like he does, you know, as many people do in those in those uh, like, you know, smaller stations. I'm sure he goes out and he shoots his own packages for shows. I wonder if at any point he's like, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go cover the UNC Wilmington women's soccer game. But I'm just going to set up my camera and point it at the opposing team sideline for eight minutes and just let it run. I wonder if at any point he does that. I'm going to go ahead and say he fucking doesn't. It just, why are you filming the Bengals sideline if this is about your scouts? That's like me doing a documentary about Aaron. And for some reason, I follow him. You follow his girlfriend that, around that, while she changes that's and what showers. I'm, well, and he's like, whoa, what the fuck? And you're like, no, dude, it's just about you know getting to know you, your day-to-day. <laughs> what do you see coming out? Like, are you are you fucking... You know, no, what I, creepy peeving on, perving on my girlfriend. Like, no, 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 bro. What bro, I was, what no. I was gonna say was, just because you aren't home doesn't mean we can't get some B roll of what, your house. No, what I was gonna say Why'd was, why do you hide it under a blanket you, in my corner? You made it really creepy. What I was gonna say was, I follow Aaron to Pepperdine, and I set up a camera while he's in class, and for eight straight minutes, I film the person sitting five rows away from him, and then Aaron looks at the footage and he goes, "Dude, this documentary is about me." Why did you set the footage on that other random dude? Also, no one wants to watch a documentary about Aaron's life as a law student. But I would say that there are more people interested in that than people who want to know about the advanced scouting techniques. What does that even look like? He's like, so I'm out here, you know, just uh, scouting guys. And they're like, okay. It's like, you know, just looking at what their defensive backs are doing today. And, you know, it's like, what, what does this guy do? I would love to know who this is. I would love to know the the subject of this. Just some fucking cheddar dick. He's like, yeah, let's go out there, write down some uh, some numbers, write down some things I'm doing, and you know, and that's uh, that's my uh, scouting. But I like, go home and I report it to Bill Belichick, and people are like, this is riveting. But all jokes aside, guys, we're talking about like the ramifications of this of a hundred percent. We talk about the integrity of the game. With NFL refs, with missed calls, with affecting livelihoods, money, the whole thing. It's the same thing here. We're talking about the integrity of the NFL. And this is happening over and over. It, it, I'll be honest, it makes someone like me who loves sports and particularly loves football, it makes you just question, is this all fixed? Like, because in a way, if they're just going to allow this and say, oh, we're going to slap you on the wrist again with a $500,000 fine and a draft pick, big deal. What is 500 grand? That's what happened in 2007 Spygate. What is 500 grand to Bill Belichick? What is a draft pick? Joe's right. What is that? What is that? It's nothing. I mean, there is a, a solid chance that the the guy who was like the subject that, that, that they like full Epstein, right? That these guys end up dead. I mean, there's a good chance, right? The, the equipment guys got fired. Tom Brady's cell phone was destroyed. Does does somebody lose their life over this? Does some fucking docu... Like, some poor PA? By the way, I'm on Patriots.com on their video page. I'm just looking for the latest episode of fucking... Do your job. Do your job. It ain't here. Can I fucking... Can I binge watch Do Your Job? Oh, here we go. Do your job. Jim Whalen and the training staff. This is a this is all a scam. It's wag it's, it's wag it's, it's wag all the a dog. scam. It is. It's wag the dog. Yeah. It's definitely wag the dog. 
I need to know how many people watch Jim Whalen and training staff. How many people have watched this? How many people? There's just no way that more than five people outside of Jim Whalen's family are watching a, a documentary about the like. How is this worth the money for them? You know what it is. I'm not going to say. In season two, episode three of Do Your Job, we step inside the lives of the Patriots athletic trainers and catch a glimpse at their weekly routine. Here's the here's this like I want to know if Jim Whalen, trainer, when he's sitting down and go like at some point he's got to go. Why the fuck does anybody care about this, right? At some point he's got to go. That everybody in the knows that this is a scam, right? They're all crisis actors. This is unbelievable. It's like I knew a comedian. This is pretty smart. Treatment and rehabilitation. <laughs> copyright. Copyright. <laughs> Trust me. No one's checking this uh, for copyright. I like YouTube. Copyright. Uh, it's like, and I'll tell you this comedian after the show. I, I know, a, you know this comedian too. I knew a comedian who back in the day, he didn't have representation. He built an entire website. With a fake agency, agency, and he himself—it's smart. I'm not knocking the comic for it. He himself would contact colleges and comedy clubs as his agent, and I, I think Jamie Kennedy might have done this too. I'm not sure. I'm saying like he built a website about. I mean, look, it, Eddie F's a hardworking guy, and he'll do what it takes <laughs> to succeed. <laughs> you wanted to say something, Aaron? Honestly, no, but now that you give me the mic, I might as well. Here, let me ask you a question. Who has a more pathetic existence? People that don't believe that the Patriots are cheating when they re when they find out this story, or the people who truly go to Patriots.com every week to watch a new episode of Do Your Job? Uh, you know, that's a great question. I'm going to lean towards the people who don't think the Patriots are cheating. They, they have like then, then somebody who's literally like it's another episode of do your job they, today they're working with the guys who paint the fields yeah gotta know what happened I mean I think that person well, uh, <laughs> on a very special episode this week the field crew deals with rain and snow how are they gonna handle it can't wait to see how this episode ends that person's a lunatic but I previously think on do your job I think if you draw the Venn diagram you'll find that they're in the they're one in the same. The people yeah. that don't believe they're cheating are the I same ones. I actually don't believe anybody watch. watches Do Your Job. I don't believe the people featured on Do Your Job watch Do Your Job. I don't believe Do Your Job. It's an, I believe Do Your what Job if is, they're a, actors? is a, a full-on fake production. Yeah, what if they're just actors? Yeah. What if Jim is Jim Whalen even the trainer for the Patriots? That's what I'm saying. Or is he just an actor? I'm not saying I auditioned for Do Your Job last week. <laughs> but I auditioned for Do Your Job. I was auditioning to play... A uh, 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 not advanced scout, a junior scout. It's it's at this point it's just if comical. I worked for the Patriots, if I was in the scouting department of the Patriots, and they were like, I, I'm I'm not joking, and they were like, hey, this week we had an interview for you, do your job. I'd be like, who watches this? There is no way anybody is interested in what I do. But now that it's ha we are doing this, we are starting do your job. The dirty sports docuseries about people involved. There's just, we're going to film Moharis and me. And that's it. And you and you. Yeah. It's going to be great. One quick last thing on this. One of the excuses that the Patriots camp is using was that 
some of the people filming were independent contractors. Yeah. And that the independent contractors were not familiar with the NFL rules that you couldn't film, which then my question would say, okay, that's a legit response that the independent contractors are not familiar. But then my response once again back to that is, okay, you're an independent contractor. You're doing this film for the Patriots. Why are they still filming the Bengals sideline? That doesn't make any sense. Imagine being an independent contractor for the like. So you have a video department. Yeah. And you're going to do an internal video series about your thing. He's like, well, look, we had to fly, we had to hire independent contractors because the next episode is about the guys who film do your job. It's do your job. It's it's almost like Thirty Rock. Like the show is about a show. So the next episode of Do Your Job is actually about the production team responsible for Do Your Job. So we had to hire an outside team to film the team that films the show. Dude, it's wild. Again, this is Jeffrey Epstein, in quotes, killed himself. Yeah, I mean that's what the Patriots are. They're they're Jeffrey Epstein level ridiculous and it is sad that nobody gives a shit even though we just spent 25 minutes talking about it it's great though bill belichick bill belichick is honestly a mastermind he goes if you cheat every day people will get tired of talking about you cheating it's i it he's a genius i've said it forever he's a fucking genius and and, and guys now he has figured out he's outsmarted the the sports media and and not only that to take it back to Spygate from 2007, a lot of people don't. I'm not sure he didn't draft Aaron Hernandez knowing he was a murderer so that the story of Aaron Hernandez killing people took away from the cheating. He's like, Ooh. people ain't going to look at what we're doing for filming other sidelines when we have a murderer on the roster. Ooh. Is... Bill Belichick's fifth round pick every year, like a rapist. Um, like we have to look at like this is this web of cheating is so massive at this point. Should I clear the, the dry erase board over there? Yeah. Oh, it's happening again. Here we go. I'm going to take a shit post show and come up with some brilliance. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 wild again. But this is also. See, I'm weird. This is where I'm weird. This also makes me respect Belichick because I'm like, if you're going to these extremes, I respect it because you're you're a lunatic, but you do whatever it takes. I to just win. think about like the bowels of Gillette Stadium and like the the con- like the con- you have to go on fucking. You have to go on like LinkedIn or Craigslist. You've got to hire a videographer. You've got to tell them they're like, you're going to be shooting this show. Do your job. Like, what? Well, I, I want to remind everybody, because Joe, I don't think a lot of people are familiar with Spygate. And I just want to connect a few dots, and then we'll get to our Week 15 picks. So in Spygate, that's when Roger Goodell was within, I think, I think he got hired in 2006. I'm pretty sure on that. Spygate happened in 2007. So for people who don't know... When Spygate happened in 2007, Roger Goodell, the new commissioner, dis- I'm not lying, destroyed, I'm doing air quotes right now, destroyed oh, the Oh, you don't tapes. have to do air quotes. He destroyed them. <laughs> so Roger Goodell destroyed the tapes. So 
who says Roger Goodell's not in on this with them? So think about it. The Patriots get caught. On this week's episode of Do Your Job, we're going to feature Tom Brown, furnace guy at Gillette Stadium. <laughs> Tom, you work the furnace. What's your, well, you know, a lot of people come here with things that need to be destroyed, paperwork, <laughs> videotapes, whatever. I just shovel them in here and burn them up. Uh, Tom Brady came a couple years ago. He said something about uh, footballs and air pressure and stuff like that. He said a lot of information on this phone. I said, look, Tom. Your job is to throw footballs. My job is to throw evidence into this furnace. And, uh, you know, it's been great working here for the Patriots. Got a couple rings since working here. Everybody who works in the building gets one. It's great. You know, look, am I saying I'm the GOAT furnace man? No, I'm not the GOAT furnace man. But I'll tell you what, when Tom Brady or Bill Belichick come with things that can be used evidence in a cheating scandal, I set up behind the line of scrimmage, I check my protection, and I throw them into a furnace. And that is how I do my job. And they're like, uh, are we really doing this? Is this really an episode of a show? So, real quick. And then I swear. There was a two, you know, probably the toughest Joe, day. Joe won't let me get to my point. Probably the toughest day of doing my job was the day I had to throw uh, two, uh, you know, teenage equipment kids into the furnace and watch human beings uh, burn alive and smell their hair and their flesh and their fingernails burning because, uh, you know, they they took a pin to some football and they allowed some air and, and Bill Belichick wasn't about to get caught. So, look, uh, did I murder two human beings? I did. But that was my job. And I am here to do my job. <laughs> And look, you know, a lot of people sign up for a lot of things. A lot of people aren't prepared to do their job. I am. And I do uh, whatever they ask. You know, is it easier to throw paperwork in there? Sure. Was it tough to throw human beings? Yeah. Was it tough to win Super Bowls? Yeah, it was. But Tom Brady did it, and I murdered two small individuals. You know what the Patriots are? They're like the CIA of the NFL, dude. Like, we don't know who killed JFK, right? There's a lot of conspiracies. Pretty sure it was Bill Belichick. Like, Pretty sure that's how he got this position in the first place. The Patriots... No, but real quick. What I, do you mean you don't know who killed JFK, Ruther? Lee Harvey Oswald did it. He got three shots off in a second and a half by a hand-loaded rifle. Uh, he hit a moving target. And we know that because we have video that the Patriots took of Lee Harvey Oswald doing his job <laughs> on the next episode of Do Your Job, Presidential Assassin. This is the last thing I've been trying to get out for the last five minutes. So... Roger Goodell destroys the tapes in 2007. Inflategate happens. Tom Brady destroys his cell phone. Are, are you guys seeing something kind of going on here? All these things are just randomly getting destroyed. Guys, the Patriots fucking cheat. And they're great at it. They're not just great. They're the goats of cheating. And in a way, like I said, I respect that because it's ridiculous. But they are the CIA. They are the FBI. They are the fucking Illuminati it's of like the, the NFL. It's like the Titanic, though. You know, they say the iceberg, like, you only see the top 1% that sticks out above the water. Most of it is below the surface. We only know the stuff that the Patriots get caught for. Think about all that we they don't get caught for. I mean, it's why Belichick is saying that. We're not making things up. His quote literally says that. He's saying, you know, they are competitive and they try to be competitive in every area. But we don't knowingly, intentionally want to do anything that's across the line. He's straight up confessing in that quote. 
And if you think otherwise, then then you just think I don't know what you think. You, you, then you think if you think otherwise, then you think the Patriots have multiple people working in a video production apartment that is putting on a multiple season show about the workings of the Patriots organization that you think people watch a trainer sitting behind his desk talking about his job. Well, you know, I just show up and then we go into the gym and I tell them like, have you thought about lifting weights? And they're like, this is fascinating. Uh, what kind of what kind of weights uh, do you, you know, if you wouldn't mind repeating our questions when we ask them to you so that people know. Oh, yeah, what kind of weights uh, do uh, dumbbell curls and squats and stuff? This is fascinating stuff. Keep going. Uh, you know, what's their diet? It's like, oh, glad you asked on this fucking episode. You believe that people are watching a multi-season show about people doing their job around fucking Gillette Stadium. It's all sham. And on that note, Joe, we need to get to our Week 15 NFL picks. You picked up three last week. Good week for you. Yeah. Three points. You're down seven points with three weeks remaining. And our official sponsor of our weekly NFL picks is brought to you by our good friends at GTP Picks. That's right, guys. They utilize real-time statistics and analytics to give their clients an edge over the sports books. They offer exclusive betting plays for all major sports that have been profitable year after year. And the best part, Joe, I know you need all the help you can get. Yep. GTP Picks. Gives a great exclusive access to all the dirt balls. They will give professional sports betting picks with detailed write-ups sent directly to your email, as well as 24/7 access, which the GT Picks team for all sports betting. They're offering a limited time deal for all the dirt balls. If you use promo code Dirty at gtppicks.com, you get 25% off. Whether you enjoy NBA basketball, college football, or European soccer, they have it all. GTP Picks has the perfect sports betting package for you. So go visit gtppicks.com and use promo code DIRTY to unlock this exclusive deal. If you like making money while watching sports, investing with GTP Picks is a no-brainer. And uh, it really is. They do a great job. They're going to make you some money if you're in it for the long haul. The GTP Picks, I don't know if they're going to like this. They're kind of like the Patriots. You know, they're in it for the long haul. They're not playing checkers. They're playing chess. Yeah. Also, they cheat. They, uh, they're they doing all kinds of things that they shouldn't <laughs> be doing. But look, they're giving you an edge. They're giving you a crazy edge. And we just lost GTP picks. No, in who cares? They're, they're, look, they're, they're, they're in the wild, wild west world of gambling. You know, yeah. they're probably... I, I imagine that they're paying off players and playing off team employees so that they can get an edge, and I am paying to get that edge. Yeah, good point. Much like Bill Belichick and Tom yeah. Brady. Great deal. GTPPicks.com, promo code DIRTY. Okay, let's get through this, Joe. Let's get through this, and then we'll wrap up the show. Week 15, the Jets are facing the Ravens. That's their Thursday night game, and it's yes. a bad one. Yeah. But it's a big spread. Yes. Lamar a little banged up this week. Right. Not practicing. Not but he is playing. He's not playing. Not but he is playing. Not practicing on a short week. Ravens have been killing fucking everybody. Now they played a relatively close game to the uh, Bills last week, but they covered one by seven. One by seven. I mean, 
I have a hard time betting against the Ravens at this point, but 16 and a half. You share my sentiment. I have a hard time betting against them. 16 and a half is big. Now, no Le'Veon Bell. The Jets, I looked, they're decimated with injuries. Mm-hmm. Does that really matter, though? No, not really. Here's the thing about the Ravens. They are not giving up points. No, they're not. It's a massive spread. I'm still going to go Ravens. I know you're going to do the opposite of me to pick up a point. Uh, I'm, I'm, it's early, it's early in the lines to pick up a point. I am going to 16 and a half stuff. I am going to take the Jets right now, but I am going to also uh, earmark it as a potential. I actually think the Ravens likely cover this game, but I mean, I'm going to take the Jets for now. I might come back to it. Okay. My my thinking is because this. Because, I, I mean, the Jets aren't winning this game. We know that for 100% chance. My, my thinking is this, to share you share my thoughts. They're just not going to be able to score. No, right. one's, no one's talking about the Ravens' defense is playing great right now. Yeah. No one's talking about the Ravens' defense. But if Lamar's hobbled, like, let's say they only score 28 points. I mean, the Jets do not get, you know. That's a good point. I was just thinking about Jets, Jets get 14. They cover. I, I don't think I'm going Ravens. All right. Our favorite cheaters in the whole wide world. The Patriots, as we know, are are uh traveling to Cincinnati, which was weird because they were in Cleveland last week. They weren't even they weren't even in Cincinnati planning. They they were just following the Bengals in Cleveland. Uh they're nine and a half point favorites. It's a big spread. Yeah, it's a big spread, but the uh, Patriots have been filming the Bengal sidelines, and for that reason, I'm going with the Patriots. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about here? The Patriots are one and twelve, and the the Bengals are one and twelve, and the Patriots know exactly how what they're doing. <laughs> Dude, you can zoom in on an iPhone like four times. You know what you can do with a camera these days? You can read his fucking play sheet. <laughs> I mean, how could you not take the Patriots? How could you not take the Patriots? They literally were filming the Bengals for eight straight minutes. Also, Patriots revenge game. I love. By the way, I love. My favorite thing ever is that whenever the Patriots get caught doing something, they come back and they have revenge games for being caught. Like it's like it's like OJ murdering the Goldman family for winning the lawsuit against him. It's like OJ revenge game. How dare you? Charge me with killing your daughter. Now I will ha- get my revenge. Yeah, it's uh, it's the revenge, the Bill Belichick revenge. I'm not going to take my foot off the gas pedal because the Bengals caught us cheating. All right, so we both have the Patriots. Seahawks travel to Carolina. They are six point favorites. Hmm. Here's the thing about the Seahawks this year: they're ten and three. Yeah, they're behind a lot. And they're winning a lot of close games. Yep. I'm taking the Panthers. I'm taking the Seahawks because the Seahawks are also do the game on, game off situation. They're oh, winning yeah. a lot of games. They uh got that fucking fully and completely dominated by the Rams last yeah. week. After do you remember us sitting here and me going like, How is it any I was like, what does Vegas know? Vegas knew it was uh that the Rams we're favored in that game, and they were right. I'm going with the Seahawks to ba- have a bounce back game. All right, Bucks Lions. Also, oh. the Panthers are home. The Seahawks have been great on the road. 
Yeah, they're six and one this year on the road. Okay, Bucks Lions. The Bucks are three and a half point favorites on the road in Detroit. Yo boy. Jameis Winston. I hate to say it, man. You know, the Lions it, it just talk about decimated with injuries. Yeah. And now they're without Marvin Jones is done for the year. Drew or not Drew, uh Matt Stafford, right? Still out. No sign of him returning. Correct. I mean, I'm going Bucks. Bucks are just putting up too many points. Yeah, I'm going with the Bucks too. But in our hearts, we're both rooting for. Of course, we are. Dude, I saw a stat. So Jameis Winston has thrown an interception three times this year within the first 30 seconds of the game. It's incredible. Three times in the first 30 seconds of the game. What's up, Mohars? I was just curious if you uh, saw that stat that uh, Jameis could be the first person ever to lead the league in yards, touchdowns. And interceptions all in the same year. I talked about that at length last episode, Aaron. And <laughs> Did you really? Was he here? No, I'm a little disappointed though. I've I only know. I've only listened to half of it so far. It's fine. In my defense, we're gonna have a new documentary. Yeah, I want the documentary called, about Aaron doing his job, not, but doing, not his job. doing his job. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the that's the dirty sports <laughs> production we're gonna do. Not do your job. And by the way, I wouldn't care. You're in finals. This like, is great. On season two, episode three, this one about co-host Joey No Chilperino. Have you read the rundown? I really haven't. Uh, you know, just been busy doing stuff. And that that wraps up another episode of Not Do Your Job. Yeah, I think our show is Not Do Your Job. Yeah. Okay, so we're both going with Tampa Bay. Who's crazier at this point? Jameis Winston defenders or Patriots fans saying they don't cheat? I think God, so much evidence for both. I think Jameis Winston. Def- I I think Patriots defenders are worse. I do too because, again, it's been proven over and over and over again. You, you like the 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 Jameis Winston defenders are hiding behind like it's not Jameis's fault, which is fine. But like, how long do you play that game? Yeah, that's the problem with the Jameis Winston defenders. Like, how long do you? Go, it's not your fault. Like this is, it's turning into the scene in fucking Goodwill Hunting. It's, like, it's not your fault. It's like, no, I know. It's not your fault. No, I know. Like, how long? How many years can the T- Tampa Bay Bucks be dog shit? And and the other thing about the Bucks is the Bucks are what right now? The Bucks are six and seven. Six and seven. They'll go seven and seven if they win this game. And we have a pot- we have a potential of like. I mean, what what is the wild card team going to be? You know what I mean? Like you're you're like oh let's, they don't have a chance in the NFC. No, I'm saying, but if they were two games better, you oh know yeah, what I mean? if they were eight and five right now, they'd be in the mix. You can't say, you can't say if you're a reasonable person that your quarterback leading the entire league in turnovers. Not just this year. You can always look at a year and say, hey, this is a outlier. But year after year, yeah. you can't say it's not going to affect you two or three games on in any given year. Yeah. No, you're right. Five straight years. It's bad. Okay, NFC North. Good matchup this week. The Bears travel to Green Bay. The Packers are four-point favorites. I'm going with the Bears. Packers just keep not covering. I'm going with the Packers to cover. I knew you would. Uh, I I think uh, that that the four point line is on the Bears with Trubisky playing well in three games. Like, 
I am going to bet against Trubisky playing well another game. I'm and go- if they don't, and if they cover this week, I'll bet against Trubisky playing well next week, and I'll do it again. And I'll do it again. It's to me, it's not about Trubisky. It's about the Bears' defense, and it's about the Patriots. I'm sorry, the Packers' offense. Eh, they're just eh all year. They're paper tigers. Shout out to Tug for that great term. I think they're paper tigers. And when you say that, you mean? I stand by what I said earlier. I think the Vikings win more playoff games than the, the Packers Ooh. this year. I mean, we might get that matchup, and I can't wait to bet the farm against Kirk Cousins in a playoff game on the road. Yeah, it'd be tough. I'm not going to lie. Kirk Cousins in Lambeau in January? They got to win the division first. Ooh, I, I would like to see that, though. I just, I, I just don't have. I don't. Also, have any- I, hey, I can't wait for. <laughs> nothing makes me more excited than betting on the Packers as a road dog in Minnesota in a playoff game. Give me that money line. Can I bet it now? I, I just, I don't know, man. Packers are too off and on for me. Broncos are nine and a half dogs in KC. Broncos. True lock. Lit it up last week in Houston. Nine and a half's big. Chiefs are rolling, though. I'm going Chiefs. Broncos always cover, though. Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Broncos have been good to me this year. Yeah. Broncos have been good to everybody who's bad. I'm going to go with the Broncos because I, I mean, I think it's just a matter of Chief, the Chiefs' defense. Nine and a half? Are they going to... The Chiefs, we know the Chiefs are going to score points, but are they going to keep the Broncos from scoring points? I'm going to go with the Bronx. All right, I'm stick with Chiefs then. Man, a lot of different picks already. All right, Giants-Dolphins. Your Giants are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Who's playing quarterback? Uh, unknown. Uh, Daniel Jones, limited. Take me through your thought process. Which, which, guy, which guy playing quarterback... Makes you want to bet on the Dolphins more. It's not really about the Giants to me. It's about, I, I've bet on the Dolphins a lot recently and they've let me down. Hmm. Are the, can the Dolphins stay in this game? Yeah, I'm going to go Giants. I don't want to. I'm going Giants. It doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. I mean, I'm not, I'm not losing a point betting against the Giants. I'm certainly not losing a point betting against Eli Manning, so we're going to go with the Giants. Classic. Fun game for this one. Texans travel to Nashville. Three-point Titans favorite. Before we move on to Texans-Titans, are we going to talk about your troll job? What are you talking about? Are we going to talk about your hit piece? What is there to talk about? The trolling of the subtweeting and just trolling. Joe, we just disagree, and that's fine. But I'm I want to know if we do disagree. We do disagree. You don't think Eli Manning can help an NFL football team? No. You don't believe that. I don't I You believe you I, believe that the the Lions are bigger underdogs with Eli Manning than Joe Blah. I mean, I, I don't I don't like these scenarios. Okay. Here's what I do like. Okay, so because he's a backup. So let me ask you a question. Here, I, I'm, I'm asking you a serious question. As a fan of the team, I don't want to. I honestly like. We, let's not do 20 minutes on it. Who, day one, opening day starter this season, this season for the LA Rams? 
who gives them a better shot to win the Super Bowl? The way Jared Goff has played or the way Eli Manning played even just last game? Jared Goff. I don't think that you believe that. I do I, believe that. You I, do? And I'm not a Jared Goff fan. And what has Jared Goff done to make you prove that? He literally, literally, this we know. This is this is this is the equivalent of Bill Belichick admitting the L.A. Rams admit openly and actively that Jared Goff is not allowed to change plays at the line. That once his helmet is shut off, the play goes on as is. So mentally, we for sure agree Eli Manning is the more capable quarterback. Correct? Look, dude. I- I don't want to go down this. I, I'm just asking. Mentally, we agree Eli Manning is a better quarterback than Jared Goff well, I mean, today? Yeah, I'm sure he knows what the sun yeah. sets. Is, is there any part of the game against the Eagles that says physically Eli Manning cannot make the throws anymore? No one is arguing that Eli Manning isn't as elusive as he once was, even though he wasn't that elusive before. Certainly the one thing that affects the Rivers, the Brady's, the Mannings, or whatever, is that later in their career, they need more protection to be successful. See Patriots not protecting Tom Brady as they once were, and suddenly he's not the TB12 method, blood doping, or whatever, isn't working it like it used to. But Jared Goff, more elusive. But like, I'm not sure we haven't seen more throwing guys open by Eli Manning in one half against the Philadelphia Eagles than we have seen in Jared Goff do in his entire career. I'd still rather have Jared Goff, and, and, and that's fine. We disagree. Look, you you support Eli. I don't think he's helping teams. I think he would have been traded. There would have been a demand for him. He well, he would, has a no-trade clause. You always bring that up, but he can always void that. And, I, and also, I'm not saying that the Rams should have traded for Eli Manning this year rather than extend Jared Goff. Obviously, they went to the Super Bowl last year with Jared Goff, but we can do we – can, we can look at what Jared Goff has done this year and say – the Rams may have made one of the worst I agree. financial and personnel decisions that you can make in extending a quarterback for a massive amount of money that has shown no ability. He's regressing as a player. He's regressed as a player. And he's regressed because teams have caught up with it. And he doesn't have the ability to change at the line what the, his team is doing. And he's getting protection, so it's not like he needs his mobility. He's not getting protection. He sacked a lot. Their O line, their O line, the Rams O line is not even close to what it was last year. Not even close to what it was last year, but it's not like they're horrific. They're pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Look, dude, we just disagree. It's fine. You take Eli and his fifteen of thirty, two hundred yards. You can you can have that. Yeah. Yeah. They got out. They. I mean, their second half was a debacle. I don't think they got a first down in the second half. They did, but that's you fine. sure? Yeah, that's fine. But the the Eagles also had, you know, in the first half, five straight three-and-out punts, and then they made an adjustment and started throwing fucking screen passes and bubble screens to Boston, and they went off in the second half. Pat Shermer has been outcoached. I mean, it, it's a lot like— I know, but, it, it's, but, it's, but it's my so, problem is we're just— we're always looking for excuses for Eli. No, we're not. No, that's not true because it is true. I, I don't watch one half and say somebody can't like I haven't watched Russell Wilson's whole career where he's regularly had 60 yard halves and looked terrible. And then the second half when Pete Carroll's made adjustments and figured out what the team's doing 
And then he's gone off in the second half. I said, well, that first half means that Russell – we disagree that Russell Wilson's a top-five quarterback, but we don't disagree that Russell Wilson can help football teams even though he often plays horrific under 100-yard first half where he is unable to get first downs. Like the last game where he managed to get zero touchdowns against the Rams team. Yeah, he had a terrible game. But it's fine. We just disagree with it on yeah. Eli. It's fine. You think he can help teams? I, I don't think he can. Like you, like this team we're talking about now, the Titans. I love what they're doing right now. I love what Ryan Tannehill is doing. I don't know if I want to pick them, though. I love Derrick Henry. The three-point favorites, this is a tough one. Houston just got absolutely manhandled last week. Yep. At home. Which, to me, make, makes me think they're going to come out ready to play. But, coaching advantage, I'd give to the... Significant coaching advantage. I'd give to the Titans. They played each other twice in the last three games. Yep. Here's what I'm going to say. I'll just do it now. I'll go Titans this game, and I'll probably go Texans when they go back to Houston. I'm hoping Stuff. for... I think it's going to... I think it's going to... I think Vegas is on it. I think it is a three-point game. I, that's it's what just, I'm saying. It's going to be, which way does it go? Um. Yeah. I mean, tough to tough to pick against, or tough to pick for Bill O'Brien in this situation. A decided coaching advantage, running the ball. Um. The te- uh, it, the Texans looking as bad as they did last week definitely doesn't help. Um. I'm gonna take the Titans as well. All right. Eagles are four and a half point favorites on the road in Washington. This is gonna be an ugly game. Redskins keep covering. They keep covering. They covered last week against the Packers. I'm going Redskins. I can I can see the Eagles winning by three or four. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Eagles just to go against you here. Also, I think the Eagles uh, winning that game against the Giants and knowing that the Cowboys have a Rams team, they have a potential to like. I mean, I first of all, can we talk about the? The most annoying thing about that Monday night game was how many times are they going to say that the Eagles, like, like have their own fate? Like that the that that if the Eagles win out, it's like yeah they play the Cowboys. If the Cowboys win out, they're the division champs. Like it's so fucking stupid. Stop saying when two teams are tied for the division that they each like have their own fate in their hands. I mean, come it's, on, it's the most annoying thing. Look I've at ever that. Heard. Look at that crew. Yeah, Booger's not Booger. Does a good job, except for the fact that he tells you dumb, obvious shit repeatedly. Like, yeah, I actually think he, like, breaks down the game pretty well, but then he'll tell you shit that's, like, that you don't need to fucking know over and bro, over and over again. Bro. Joe Tessitore is useless. Joe Tessitore is supposed to be there to be the, like, I, I don't need Booger and somebody worse than Booger. I'm not a big fan, and that's not just because everybody else on social media, but like to me, it's just, it's bad. It's bad news. All right, Browns, Eagles. I'm sorry, Browns cards. The Browns are two and a half point favorites in Arizona. Let's just get through these. I'm gonna say Browns winning cover. I'm gonna do that too because the cards have burned me. I think literally three weeks in a row. Yeah. All right, Jags Raiders. Raiders are six-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Moharis is throwing his hands up like the emoji. What are the, what's the Jags record? 
I think they're 4-9. I'm going Jags, though. It's tough. It's a tough one. I'm going to go with the Raiders to run the ball all over the fucking Jaguars. Six and a half is so big for this game. So big. Aaron, uh, who, who would God, you take? I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. Six and a half is a larger spread than I'd like to see, but uh, I'd go Raiders. Raiders are have been pretty solid at home this year with the exception of the Titans game, and even then against the Titans, they were tied up at halftime. They just got ran the second half against a better team. So, And I don't think the Jags are good. Yeah, the Jags aren't good right now at all. I hate this pick, but I'm going to stick with it. I just six and a half. So, by the way, Foles is healthy. Yeah, he's benched. Minshew's the quarterback. Yeah. You don't think Eli Manning helps the Jaguars? (laughs) Two two healthy starters. I don't think Eli's helping anybody. Do you think Gardner Minshew is a better NFL quarterback today? Yes. I'd rather have Gardner Minshew than Eli Manning. I am going that you're a troll. I'm not trolling. Joe, you're the only one on this, dude. You're you're on a you're on a lonely island right now, bro. I and honestly, that's all factually incorrect. In that every single person in the sports media came away from the game being like Eli Manning can still play, except you. You just said Gardner Minshew, who's won four games. I don't even think he's won four games. It's won four. He's won four. The Foles in Foles is over on the year. Yeah. Four more than Eli's won this year. Yeah, I'd rather have Gardner Minshew than Eli Manning, dude. Eli's done. He's done. He had one half. You shit on the sports media, and now you're now you're claiming him. Cool, have him. He had one half. I mean, I'm not claiming the sport. I'm claiming the entire like. You know, there's just there's just nobody on the other side here. That says he's done playing football. No one watched that because he's, physically he made the throws. He, mentally he made the adjustments. He's a backup. Yeah, he's a good backup. And he's a good, and, or he's a starter on teams that have two backups? I don't want Eli starting on my team, dude. Okay, your team's the Rams. We cover that. What if your team was the Jags? Yeah, I want Gardner Minshew. I'm telling you right now. I want Gardner Minshew. I'm not trolling you. I'm being dead honest. I mean, you understand the other option of if you're not trolling me, you're moroning me? I'm not being a moron. You'll take Gardner Minshew. Yes, I would. I'd take Gardner Minshew over Eli Manning. I would. I don't know what you want out of me, dude. Eli had a great career. He's, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. No, it's not about his career. That is physical and mental ability to play quarterback today. Everyone can say this and, and keep saying it. He's not going. Whatever. It's fucking circles. There's a reason he's not going anywhere. You can say the no trade clause. That's a whole other discussion. It's like, oh, Eli wouldn't then rather want to be a starter somewhere versus a backup in New York. Well, he's, he was a starter in New York this year. He started. He could have been traded, though. Yep. Minshew Mania, baby. Let's do it. Vikings Chargers. The Vikings are coming out here. Two and a half point favorites. I'm going Vikings. Yeah. It's, you know, it's going to be good weather. 
I mean, it's it's Southern California weather. It's the Chargers playing a fucking road home game. I think everybody who isn't on the Vikings there. Rams traveled at Big D. I'll tell you right now, I'm taking the Rams. Cowboys haven't been a good team. Rams are trash. I don't care if they're playing this game in the Cotton Bowl. I'm taking the Rams. The Cowboys screwed me last week. I took, Cowboys aren't good. I took the Bills. I got that right. Thanksgiving. I'm going to have to take the Rams. You're right. I just Until they beat a good team. The Cowboys aren't good. The Eagles aren't good. The, the Cowboys are just confusing. The, the, I, the, the NFC East will get blown out in a home game in the playoffs. I agree. They're just confusing, though, because they do get so many yards. They just don't score. Because they have bad coaching. Bad coaching. And they have, like, they they also get they get chunk plays because Zeke will go, you know, Zeke will have a burst run. Armari Cooper will catch a slam and go. But they have, they, they, their strategy is terrible. Dak overrated, Zeke overrated. They're the whole the whole team is ba- they're bad. I disagree on both those. Okay. I mean, Dak's a. I just had this discussion with the dirt ball. Dak's in like a ten to twelve range, maybe. So, so I'm saying if I'm listing quarterbacks right now, real quick, in no order. And we're talking about we're talking about the the starters on teams, or we're talking about the guys playing today. Playing today, okay. In no order, uh, you know, I'm just counting that out. Well, we don't need we don't need to list the top ones. Give me like, do you want Derek Carr or Dak Prescott? Great, it's a question. We we agree that like you want Josh Allen or Dak Prescott? Probably Dak. It's tough though. I don't know. Josh Allen's winning games in Buffalo. Yeah, I know. I mean, when you're talking about 10-12, like, let's just go, all right, fine. Breeze, Kirk Cousins, Rodgers, Carson Wentz. uh, No. I mean. No, by the way, I'm not. No, no, no. No. no, I'm going. I'm going this. I'm going. Brady, Mahomes. Hold on. I I would go Brady. Matt Ryan. Brady, Mahomes. Brady, Mahomes, Rodgers. Garoppolo. Who have I said that you're not taking over Dak? Dak and Cousins are kind of interchangeable for me. I mean, look, Kirk, I, I literally tweeted it a couple weeks ago. I want Dak. Dak Prescott is black Cousins. He is yet, He's yet to be in a good team ever. I want Dak over Wentz right now. Oh, you're wrong. Okay. Just, and, and I don't even think Wentz is that good at this point. Wentz, Wentz didn't play great in that game. Yeah, put, Wentz had a horrible first half. Wentz was throwing at a guy's feet. Dak is – when is Dak – Dak's mobile and he's elusive and that's great, but, like, when has Dak made a throw? He's 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 Jared Goff the last couple of years. Oh, you you throw to guys that are open? I want, like, I want Dak Prescott to show me a game where he gets the ball and drives down and wins a football game. Against anybody that's good. Oh, he wins blowouts and he loses close games. I still like him. And when's the last time Ezekiel Elliott just went off? I don't know. I'm sure he's still top five in rushing yards. I'd assume he is. Because the Cowboys put up a ton of yards. Yeah. All right. Well, we're both going Rams. Falcons, Niners. Niners are 10.5 point favorites. It's a big spread. 
Shanahan against his former team that he was a uh, OC. I'm going Niners. Just trust in their defense. Uh, geez, that's tough. But you wonder if there's a revenge factor. Yeah, I'm going to go Falcons. I just think uh, such a big game for the Niners last week. A little bit of a letdown. It's closer than it should be. Niners definitely win. I don't think they cover. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going there. All right, let's get through these, Brian. Bills taking the Bills. I think the Steelers are still overrated. I think that the. Okay. I think you guys gave Mike, Mike Tomlin some love last week. That's fine with me. He's done it with backup quarterbacks and third string quarterbacks and whatever. The defense is playing really well, but the fact that it's only two. I agree. Kind of a joke. I don't think the Steelers. I think the Steelers have already won more games than they should have. I agree. I'm taking Bills as well. And uh, Colts Saints. I'm going Colts. I think Frank Reich is just going to try to you know hopefully they can run the ball somewhat to keep it. Lower scoring. Uh, Saints, home, dome, big game to come back from last week. I think they throw the ball too much. Uh, uh, no way Josie keeps up. And uh, Jacoby. Sure, if you say so. You winning record, I'll learn your name. Oh, oh. Shots fired. Okay. They're 6-7 and seven right now. Do they have more wins with Eli? Um, do they have more than six wins right now with Eli? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I don't know. Um, I say no. I don't know. That's a great question, but I can tell you again, which was my only point on the year. Yeah. No. You know what? I do. I think they do, and I think they do for one reason. One reason alone. Their offensive line. I think Eli proved in the first half last week. Protection. I, I physically he can make the throws. The problem with Eli right now is obviously age in like touch. He goes down. He doesn't want to get hurt. Blah 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 blah. Their offense line is so fucking good. It's so good. Defense run the ball. Yeah. Well, we have eight different picks this week. You could if you get. I mean, it's it's the way it's got to be. If no, that's fine. I'm saying if you get all eight right. Well, I'm not going to get all eight, right? I'm hoping to get two or three. I, I'm I'm hoping to move the chains. Two, three. It's tough because you. I did it last week, and I do it again this week. Like it, it could also hurt me. I could give back three games, and I know that in my strategy. But I gotta basically what I've got to hope for is that Andy Ruther chokes, because I'm basically picking against you at this point. Yeah, there's no choking going on over here. You already guaranteed victory. That was a couple weeks ago. That's what I'm saying. Lock it down. That's what I need. That's the show, guys. We're doing plugs at the beginning now, so I don't even know what we do now right now. Nobody listens. Nobody listens at the end. That's what we've realized. But you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty that the Dirty Sports. Follow me at Andy Ruther. You can leave an iTunes review. Drop your Twitter handle. Drop your Instagram handle, and I will send you koozies. Prano. At Joe Prano on Instagram. At Fix Your Life on Twitter. Uh, show's coming up. Go to JoePrano.com. We've got Tahoe again at the beginning of uh, beginning of January. End of January, we're going to uh, Alaska. I return to Alaska. Um, February, we've got Aspen, Laugh Fest Return in of the chill. And uh, March will be in uh, Palm Springs and, oh, Birmingham, Alabama, soon to be 
put on the site. Follow me on Twitter at DS Interns and follow me on Instagram at Aaron Maharis. And I want to give a shout out to all the dirt balls out there going into the semifinals of the fantasy football playoff rounds. I know for most leagues, it's uh, nerds, do or nerds, die time. Nerds, nerds, I know I gotta, nerds, nerds, nerds. Uh, if everybody wants to watch, we do have a documentary series about <laughs> the dirtball fantasy football. <laughs> so, yeah, good luck. I know it's uh, a stressful time. A stressful time. Classic twerks. All right, guys, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend. Don't forget, always do your job. And most importantly, stay dirty.